You're listening to episode 61 of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Today I'm going to talk about homeschooling. The other day I put a question box up on my Instagram asking for some of your top homeschool questions. And then I got together with Dawn from The Minimal Mom and Angela from Angela Braniff and This Gathered Nest, and we all answered them together, but we didn't get to all of them because there were a lot. And so I wanted to make a separate video on my own discussing some of the answers to those questions. My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. First, before I dive in, if you are not yet aware of the Facebook community that the three of us just opened up, it is only available until I believe tomorrow or the next day. So the end of this week that we're closing the private community and I don't know when we'll open it back up. So if you are homeschooling this year, whether you are a brand new homeschooler and you have no clue what you're doing or you're a seasoned homeschool mom just looking for community and support, it's the perfect group for you. We're going to be not only doing homeschool things like what we're learning, what our classrooms look like, what curriculum we're doing, but also we are focusing on keeping your home and your meals and everything simple so that you can have a productive school year. So for example, I'm gonna be doing a lot of cooking and meal prep type videos over there. And Dawn from The Minimal Mom, she's going to be doing a lot of decluttering and keeping your home simple. And Angela as well will all three be addressing those subjects as well as sharing how our homeschool year is going throughout the year. There will be daily videos in the group, so videos that you won't be able to see anywhere else from the three of us, a weekly live, so we'll jump on, answer questions. We really want to foster that sense of community so that everyone who is in the group can feel like they aren't doing this alone. Because homeschooling can feel lonely, Ultimately, you are there with your kids as their mom. There aren't other moms there with you, cheering you on. There can be daily struggles, like how do I get the toddlers to be still whenever I'm homeschooling the other kids? We really want to build that community. And it's been amazing since we opened it up on August 1st. We've had so many people post in the group who have a picture of them and their kids and describe who they are. And we have moms connecting with each other, you know, from the same area, like, hey, is anybody from this area? And it's just really helping to give us that virtual space to support and encourage each other. And so it's gonna be amazing. If you want to get access to it before it closes, you can visit the link down in the description box below. I have it on my website, farmhousemoon.com. I also made a short link just so that it's easier for you to find. So if you go to bit.ly slash homes and homeschools, you can get all the information on what all we're offering. There's also printables in there. So we have a simple homes and homeschools printable planner that you'll have access to, and there will be monthly printables as well. So it's definitely a place to be if you're going to be homeschooling this year. All right, now let's dive into the Q&A. Okay, first one, I got this one a lot in many different forms. Favorite ways to encourage socialization for your kids outside of extracurriculars. This is something we just have to make a conscious effort to focus on doing. So for me, we typically do a four day school week and on Fridays we will get together with my sister and her kids. And then also I have some other homeschooling friends in the area that we often also have come. It totally depends on the season. So like last year in the fall, we would meet up at this apple orchard, but it was awesome because 
They had like bounce house for the younger kids, corn maze. They sold coffee and, and these little homemade donut things. And the times when we went there, we met up with like four or five different homeschool families and we just sat there all day long. Of course, it's not always beautiful fall weather, so it just depends on what is going on. But also, this is something I wanna get better about, so I'm not saying that I'm good at this at the moment, but I really have been feeling the nudge to start meeting with local families and inviting them into our home for dinner and making that effort to really branch out and make friends. There are a lot of homeschoolers, especially in my area. I feel like it's more popular now than ever, so it shouldn't be hard to find other families that you can connect with, but it, it ultimately just takes that extra effort. I can tell you that my kids are so social. They're all, it's just their personality. Actually, I have, I have one who isn't, but she still follows along with everybody else. But they, if we go to a park, they're right away pulling all of these kids in and organizing a game. So they've been homeschooled from the beginning and I can tell you that they are not shy and awkward. I think that mostly it has to do with a personality type thing. So some kids are gonna be shy and awkward at school and some are going to be social butterflies it kind of depends on just what what you have and then meeting your kids needs where they are and what they need so just just a conscious effort to make that happen how do you motivate yourself when it gets hard i think just having some time carved out that you know will be fun and rewarding really helps you to push through so maybe you also want to do the four day school week and then on Fridays, just look forward to doing something fun. Or if you wanna do the five day, look forward to doing something fun on Saturday. I'm the type of person where if I make a plan for something fun, I will look forward to that. And whenever I'm working on something, whether it be with homeschool or if it's like a project for the blog that I don't find overly fun, which is, you know, there's definitely work things that aren't exciting and fun. If I have something on the books that I'm looking forward to, I think about that during the hard times. And I'm like, oh, but you know, Friday, I'm gonna be going and doing this fun thing and I will look forward to it. And it really helps to push through. Is it wrong just to say, have a secret stash of chocolate and whenever the kids go to bed at night, you can watch a Netflix show? I don't know, that sounds so superficial, but those little pockets of my day that I know I'm just gonna be doing like whatever I want. Even I can tell you that like getting a magazine that I wouldn't normally buy that's like four or five dollars on the newsstand, like a Better Homes and Gardens or one of those design magazines. Having one of those and taking a hot bath, I will look forward to that like you wouldn't believe. So whatever it is that makes you feel like you're going to get a little bit of me time, even if it's not much, because for me personally, as soon as I get in the bath, Daniel's crying, but I just know that I'm gonna have like a little bit of time where I can enjoy myself. Helps me to push through. How do you handle the homeschool laws in your state? This is actually something I've been researching because it is on my video list for the homeschool group this week to talk about laws. It's different everywhere, and I can tell you that in my state, there are, there are four levels of regulation for states and my state is on the lowest amount of regulation. So it isn't very tricky for me. In some states it can be trickier than others, but those resources are out there to find what is required of your state and it might be less than you think it is. How do you get the kids to focus and actually do schoolwork? Without going too deep into education, my education philosophy, because I really wanna save that more for the group. There's a reason I haven't talked a whole lot about homeschool. It feels like opening my family up to 
way too much opinions and criticism. And so I actually plan to talk more about this in the Facebook group just because it's gonna be a private, more intimate setting. And I just, I know that no matter what I say on homeschooling, I'm gonna get people who agree and people who disagree. And I really just, on a wide scale, don't wanna deal with that. So without getting too deep into it, it just depends on, are you trying to do public school at home or is homeschool more of a different philosophy of education and a lifestyle? So what I'm trying to say is with keeping kids doing schoolwork, we really aren't doing like worksheets. I'm not giving my kids a stack of worksheets, telling them to complete them and then turn them back into me. We really try to keep education very exciting. And of course there are times when it's not like sitting down and doing your handwriting and learning how you're actually supposed to make the letters and math. There are times when yes, it just takes a certain amount of discipline and you're going to have to tell your child, we're gonna have to do this. And if you don't, we can't do X, Y, Z fun thing that you were looking forward to. Or as soon as we're done with this, you know, keeping it positive, we get to do X, Y, Z fun thing. And so there is that. And I think it's kind of the same as with adults, just having something that you're looking forward to whenever it's all done, whether it's like, okay, when we get done, we're gonna get to bake cookies or something, um, you know, even, or something small daily that they, they know they get to look forward to whenever it's all done. But outside of that, we try not to do too much tedious textbook worksheet type stuff. We like to base, a lot of our like learning history, we like to do a lot of historical fiction and stories so that it keeps the kids engaged and I hope that they will retain it better than giving them a boring textbook that I lecture from. Are you ever afraid of your kids not being able to get good jobs due to not being educated in schools? Absolutely not. I'm not at all because one, I know lots of homeschoolers and I've seen how they've performed in life. And my big philosophy with school, again, without trying to go too deep into this because I just don't want to, is teaching kids to learn how to learn. So whatever they want to pursue, because here's the thing, if you go to school and every child learns the same thing, they're not all going to be doing the same profession in life. So it's good to give them a base education of you know all of the core subjects, but ultimately what I'm trying to achieve with my kids is them being able to figure out what it is they want to do. So if they want to be whatever they want to be later in life, knowing how to go and find the right program to get them that gig, whatever it is, whether it's a job or a business, which I would encourage as well, and being motivated and hardworking enough to work through the steps to do that. So I know a homeschooler very close in my life, uh, I don't wanna name any names, who never took an official test until he got to college. He passed with all flying colors because his mother taught him how to read, how to have critical thinking skills, and he could just put that out onto that test without ever having done that before. He moved up the ranks within a few years, was making well above average, and he was not sent to conventional school. So I think we just need to remember what is the purpose of education? What are we trying to achieve? We're trying to achieve adults who are caring, compassionate towards other people, 
hardworking, motivated, and can learn how to learn whatever they need to when they need to learn it. And when they need to get certain information that will benefit their career, they can go and be motivated enough to find it. So I hope I articulated that well enough, but it is not at all a concern of mine. I try to give my kids experiences all the time that will prepare them for their futures and they also just get to witness daily what adult life looks like because they're around it. And so I think that they will be really prepared. Can your kids still go to university even having been homeschooled? Oh yes, of course. I know lots of homeschoolers in my daily life who go to college. And so, yes, I'm just gonna read something I just found from Google. Because of a high success rate among homeschoolers, most colleges don't need to see an accredited high school diploma a detailed portfolio of a homeschooler's high school work and standardized tests such as ACT or SAT are necessary for homeschool applicants. So they have just as great of a shot of getting into college as, um, as somebody who went to public school. Is it easy to make homeschool fit into your life? It isn't easy at first, especially if this is your first year, because you're of course going to have to make some adjustments to your schedule to fit it in. For us, it's we've been doing it so long that we do have it built into our day and in our schedule and it's just a normal part of our life. And so it isn't hard to fit in, but it does take sacrifice. There's other things that we could do during that time if we weren't, but it is already built in. And if you are a brand new homeschooler, that will happen for you also. You will get it all built. It might feel really difficult for a while. And then once you get used to it, you have your flow, your routine, then it won't feel nearly as challenging. Is a co-op the way to go for you or do you recommend keeping it just at home? Totally depends on your style. We visited a co-op in the spring, right before COVID, we decided to, maybe we are gonna try a certain co-op and we went to it for the day. And for me, it felt too restrictive that we'd have to go somewhere every week for a full eight hours away from our home and it just felt like it would be really hard. But for some people, they thrive on that and having that one day where they all go and they you know, have a schedule, that really helps. So it really depends on your personality type and your kids. So some people say, you know, homeschooling wasn't going well until they found a certain co-op and then everything just fell into place and made more sense. So it's a totally individual thing for us. No, we would prefer just to do it at home. Okay, lots and lots of what curriculum do you use? So we piece ours together. We have changed it over the years. I can tell you that this year, we have everything that we are planning to do kind of set out. I actually am planning a video for the, the Facebook group for this week, all where I detail out what our curriculum is. But briefly, we are going to continue using Splash Math for math. We have a book list for literature, we use Rod and Staff for science. This is something that Luke found um, in the last year or so, and we've been buying the next books as we go. And I will be showing all of this. And then for history this year, we are going to do Mystery of History. So that's a really great biblical-based program that um, we had recommended to us from a family friend. It's something that we've done before, but in the past couple years, we didn't use it. And so we're gonna be getting back into that as well. How do you teach material even you don't understand? For example, math and science. So first of all, you might be more qualified than you think because you went through school, likely. Likely you have been through all of the grades that you want your child to go through. So if you are on the other end of that, 
you have more of an understanding of it than they do. And there also are great programs to help with that. So for example, that we use an app and I actually am good at math, I love math. And so that is something that I focus more on whereas my husband focuses more on the literature and English side of it. So maybe your spouse is better at something like math or science and you can split those duties or maybe a family friend would be better at helping them to troubleshoot that. Likely, if your kids run into an issue with a problem that you don't understand, you can find the answer somewhere. And again, that is the goal of homeschooling. So the goal is whenever you find something that you don't know, that you don't understand, you are showing your kids how to dig and find it. So even in doing something that you might not understand that well, you'll be teaching your kids that life lesson of, you know what, maybe this isn't something that comes really easily to me, but we can find the answers. Now your spouse might have to, if they work full time outside the home, they might have to do the math lesson in the evening, but you can do that in one-on-one -on -one time in probably 30 minutes a day and really get to some good math understanding. How do you block your day for homeschooling multiple ages? So lots of questions on what about different ages, toddlers, what do you do about that? Now, one thing I used to do is, is school during nap, when the babies were napping, um, now at this current time, we do homeschool during Daniel's morning nap and Luke and I will often divide and conquer. So one of us will take the younger kids. Currently it's warm outside and so the kids will just run around and play outside and that makes it pretty easy. If you don't have a way to divide and conquer, really utilize those nap times. Even if children are five, anywhere five and under can do an afternoon nap and then you could work with the older ones. Also, we don't divide things out by grade level. So for example, with Mystery of History, it's a curriculum where it goes in chronological history of the world and it's really cool because it will show what's going on in different parts of the world. So you're not just studying American history as an isolated event, you're studying how it all went at the same time. But it is in a four year cycle, so you will go through it three different times throughout your kids' school years and you always will be reading it and doing it with all the age levels, but each age level will get something different out of it. So that's the kind of thing we like to focus on. Like with literature, Luke will read the books to all of the kids. Some will pick out certain parts. Some are just over there playing blocks and they really only hear certain parts of the story. Whereas like the older kids, they are hearing it in a whole different way. So really with homeschool, you have to remove the idea of how public school goes at home because it's really is not going to be easy to teach a first grader you know all first grade stuff a third grader all third grade stuff for us we like to focus on presenting information that they can all take different things from and there is some individual work like math you know you got to sit down and show the third grader the third grade math and the fifth grader the fifth grade math but so much of school can be presented to all of the kids and hit them where they are currently. All right, I think that I will take one more question before I wrap this up. How do you do musical instrument instruction? So we actually hire a music tutor to do uh, string instruments with our older kids. So our oldest does violin, our second does guitar. The seven-year-old, we are thinking about getting started somewhat soon, but we don't think the attention span is there just yet, whereas the girls started around six or seven. There are other inexpensive ways to do musical education. I talked about in my Christmas gift guide for kids an app we use called Simply Piano where kids can learn piano 
I think it's like $99 a year and my daughter loves it. And it's an app she puts on an iPad and plays with the keyboard and it teaches them how to play piano. So Luke and I, we don't play any instruments, but music is important. We want the children to learn how to play music. And so this is something that we do prioritize, but you can even just pull up YouTube. I'm sure, I haven't searched it, but I bet you, if you search guitar lessons for beginners on YouTube, you will find something and you could just have your children start learning that way. And really it would be best if you also got a guitar and you did it alongside them. So when they run into issues, you can help them and you could learn it together. I just love the idea with homeschooling of exploring their interests and facilitating that interest just with things around your house. So for example, we have upstairs in the kids' room a sewing machine and my daughter sews dresses and skirts and doll clothes all the time. This is one of her biggest interests and she'll disappear up to her room for four hours. And I know as a person who sews that I learn more than anything else about sewing just from trying it and seeing, oh wait, if I would put this part together first, it would lay better or oh, I noticed that this area is a little bit boxy and if I did this. And so we really try to allow that. Our kids are constantly messy. Their rooms are always just a disaster, but they're all creative kids and we want to allow them to foster that creativity, explore their interests, help them find the answers. So if your child says, I wanna play guitar, my goal is that my response isn't, well, I can't play guitar. It is, oh, why don't we get on YouTube and find some chords and learn some basic guitar skills? And then your child may just zoom past you. If it's their interest, soon they might be playing guitar and you might just still be playing one chord, that's fine. But you helped them on that journey of exploring what they're interested in. I have a child who's really interested in baking. And so probably twice a week, she'll pull up a recipe and just make it completely by herself. I'm like, just clean the kitchen. And you know, she doesn't really clean the kitchen that well. She tries, but it's our goal to allow for that kind of learning. This home needs to be a place that allows kids to learn and explore. And that to me is, is homeschooling. That is what it is. That's the philosophy behind it. All right, well, I hope that this answered some of your questions. If you are getting started with homeschool or you've been homeschooling a while, please make sure to check out the homeschool group. So much great community going on over there. Videos planned. I am really excited to invest a lot more of my energy into that group. It's something I wanted to do for a long time is to have a Facebook group. Here's why. Yes, there is a small monthly membership fee. It's not huge, but it's there. And the reason for that is it is difficult for a content creator to put so much of their personal life out in front of public scrutiny. It can be intimidating whenever you have people who go around the internet looking for things to criticize. Now, 99% of my audience here is sweet and supportive and here for the right reasons, but there are people who come on here who their whole goal is just to go around and say negative things. And I'm all about constructive criticism. And I, I've gotten so many emails that I'm like, thank you so much, this really helped. But what I'm talking about is putting my family out in front of trolls, especially something as vulnerable as how we educate our children. And so having this group, I'm excited to 
put more of my energy into creating videos that have a more honest picture of what homeschool and homemaking looks like in our family because I know that the people who are there, because they're paying a small amount each month, they're there for the right reasons. They're there to learn from each other and be supportive. And you know, you'd really have to be invested in your negativity to come over in that Facebook group. So that is why I've been so excited for a really long time to do a Facebook group. And I just never got one put together. So whenever Dawn from The Minimal Mom approached me about collaborating and doing this Facebook group on homeschooling and homemaking, so simple homes and homeschools, it was like, yes, I've been wanting to do something like this. So I hope that you'll join us over there. I have plans in the works for doing some kind of six weeks to simple meals challenge over there. You can find out more about the Facebook group at bit.ly slash homes and homeschools or by visiting the link down in the description box below. And I really hope to see some of you over there. I hope you have a great school year. We never really stopped, we've just kind of kept our schedule. We, we dropped math, so we'll have to pick math back up. But if you're starting soon, I hope you have a great school year, and I wish you and your children a productive and happy school year. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life Podcast, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.